It's Senior TT Race Day here on the Isle of Man. One man who knows how to hold that red, rather tall, probably taller than me, silver lady in his hands is John McGuinness, first getting his hands on it in 2005. I just see the smile on your face there, John, and for the people who are listening to this, haven't seen this smile, I bet you wish you were holding it there sometime this afternoon. John, hello, welcome back to the Isle of Man. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Yeah, yeah, that's desperately missing it. You know, it's uh, unbelievably frustrating, but... Uh, it's less than a year now, isn't it? Is it like, can we say that? Yeah, less yeah, than a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, jumping on the ferry and uh, heading over to to see you guys. Yeah, I've lifted that trophy seven times. There's only uh, Halewood lifted it the same amount as me. So to be in the same same paragraph as Halewood, we're not doing so bad, are we? But uh, you said it's probably as probably as tall as you. I bet, I bet you're heavier than it, though. <laughs> After all this lockdown <laughs> food, definitely am. Where where'd you keep all your replicas of them? Where'd you keep them all? Uh, they're, they're in the house. Yeah, I got a uh, yeah, I got a trophy cabinet made, which is a bit weird. I've never done that before. But I thought, well, them them ones sort of warrant a nice uh, cabinet. So yeah, there's twenty three there. There's three classic ones. There's uh, yeah, it's my it's, it's weird. It's my boy's gig, really. He looks after him and has them all in order, right back from ninety six right through to the present day, and. Uh, yeah, I think there's over a there's over a hundred in there. There's hundred and twenty something, I think. So a lot of them are, are fastest lap awards. So you get a replica with a win mm-hmm. and a fastest lap, you get a replica. Or you might finish third and get get a replica and your fastest lap. So there is, uh, yeah. I mean, every one of them tells a story, which is quite cool. So, Do you often look at them at night and when they're glistening in, probably you've probably got lights <laughs> and you think, Do you often look at them at night and think, oh, I remember that. And then just remember a little bit of a race you might have forgot? I never, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 when I have a guest round or something, or one of my mates or some of my sponsors or something, they're just blown away by it when they see them, which is really quite cool. And, you know, they like, like to have a nosy around and then they'll maybe point a finger at one thing and, it, you know, some one last person that came pointed a finger at the, 2003 600 production race where I finished 18th and got a bronze replica on the Triumph. You know, it's like, <laughs> I remember it like yesterday we went for a, we stopped on lap, the end of lap one to go for a flying lap because it was going to be a three lap race. And then it ended up being a two lap race halfway through the race. So, you know, a bit like the Joey, Joey winning. Mm, yeah. Yeah. On the three 250. Laps, yeah. I finished third behind, behind Bob Jackson and Joey. So uh, yeah. That so was wet, wasn't it? That was a wet race, that wasn't it? It started off quite damp, and then it got really wet on the second lap. And uh, can't remember who told me it was something like Brian Reed or something. Said, "Don't stop after the first lap. You know, just keep going, just in case it does get red flagged." And Joey didn't stop. I didn't stop. Bob didn't stop. <laughs> and uh, very treacherous on the second lap, and, and it, it sort of messed my up, messed my head up a little bit. You know, a lot made a lot. Not mistakes, but had a lot of moments. And after that, I, I never really pushed it that much in the rain around the Alaman. After that, we had a few wet and damp races, and I, it spooked me a bit that one. But uh, yeah, I think Jason Griffiths and uh, James Courtney and a few other guys stopped and put wets in. And if the race would have gone to three laps, I think mm. I'd have had my pants pulled down there. <laughs> I wouldn't have been on the podium. But completely, uh, yeah, horrible. Horrible race, but there you go. That's, but everyone tells a story in there. Some, I mean, they're all great memories, and uh, you know, they all all do tell a story. You know, you could write a book about each one, I'm sure. Well, with Kawasaki K options, let's stick with the family theme. 
and just talked about your young fella. I mean, he's taken up to four wheels. I've been reading. He's getting quite good, apparently, too, Ewan, isn't he? Yeah, I remember him coming onto the stage as a baby. <laughs> it's still my baby, but he's six <laughs> foot one now. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, 20 year old now, he's a man. So I don't know. It's, it, you know, we're going into loads of detail. We got offered a drive to drive these RS 150s, and I drove it, you and drove it. And uh, all of a sudden, we're on, the, we're on the grid of a British Rallycross Championship with zero experience. And, you know, I looked across at him on the, on the grid, and there wasn't much colour in him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. And then th- this last meeting, I wanted him to do it, and I, I wanted to support him, and I didn't do the event, but. Uh, you know, on Saturday, I think he put himself under a bit too much pressure. There was 4,000 fans there. And mm. at the end of the day, I was going to cover up that McGuinness uh, name on his back. He was pretty mm. average on the first day. <laughs> uh, and I was like, turned into the, like the race of dad. But on the, on, on the Monday, he drove really well. Dead proud of him, really. He got on the podium. You know, that that was the pace he was at. And he, and, and, and fair play to him. You know, he did a, an awesome job. I'm chuffed to bits for him. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes him. I've seen a team with a cage over his head than probably going mm. down for mm. 90 miles. Well, you've got Milky's young lads doing quite well for himself, young Ilium now as well. So there's a lot of you lads are all getting older and your kids aren't getting any younger, are they either? Oh, yeah, I got a bit, I tell you, I'm a bit nervous when he's on the line. You know, mm. I know, I, you know we're not, uh, you know, he's pretty safe and that and in a good car and stuff, but I still like, you know, that, that mm. feeling, I've never had that feeling before as a, as, a, as a racer parent, but I mean, it must be unbelievable for a parent to watch him go down Braille, like you say, but yeah, you know, if he wants to chase that chase that goal, we'll put something together and let him have a have a spin on it, but he's he's quite instrumental in our little team, our little Ducati team for the Tri-Actions Cup, so he's, uh, you know, he's, he's way more organised than I am, as you can imagine, <laughs> you know what I'm like, Chris, you know. Yep. Everything. Everything's last minute, but he's like, have you ordered this? Have you got this? Have you covered that? Have you done this? Have you done this entry? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know if it's a new generation or what. You know, when I, when I first started racing, it was, you know, how, how, can, I get, how can I get the bike in the back of the, the van and, and, and just get, get to the meetings? You know, you know what I mean? It's like uh, that these guys are a lot more... Uh, up to speed with it all but uh, it was me it was you know no insurance no tax how am I going to get to the next meeting have I got enough money in my pocket to get home but uh, I didn't care it was all about getting there slightly different now is it with everything as well you think back to to a young John McGuinness starting off again could the things you'd like to change differently or just do it the same way I probably wouldn't change a right lot no I wouldn't change a lot you know it's it's funny, it's not as if I started off with two million quid and turned it into nothing, you know. I didn't I started off with nothing, so I, everything I earned and I just spent on the racing in the early days and uh, you know, I never stopped believing in myself. I was like I always thought I was gonna be a successful bike racer and where a lot of people were doing other things, you know, a lot of my friends were, you know, buying an escort or an XR2 or something like that, or they were partying or going to all these mad, crazy things where I was going to Cadwell Park and they thought I was mad. But mm. it's worked out all right in the end. And like I said, there's a couple of little bits. Maybe I should have trained a little bit harder, got myself in maybe a little bit better shape, maybe come off a 250 maybe a little bit earlier than I did. But I, I, it's no regrets whatsoever at mm. all. You know, we've been... A few little things went wrong towards the end in 17 and 19, which we know about injury and stuff. You you know, if we all had a crystal ball, we'd all look mm. into it and fill the six numbers in. But, you know, I had some bumps and scrapes along the way. But like I say, we've got a, a real uh, sort of 
healthy, happy family and, you know, roof over our head, which is, is a nice roof. And I still can still pick the phone up and I still got lots of friends in the sport and the industry. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's means more to me than anything really. If I'd have said to a 25 year old, 26 year old John McGuinness back in 1996, we're going to be talking in 2021 in the middle of a COVID pandemic. However, you'll have won 23 TTs. What do you think you would have said to me? Be very careful with the answer on this as well. <laughs> There'd probably be a few bleepers in there, wouldn't there? A few bleeps and stuff. But I'd have ripped your arm off, I think. You know, it, it, I say that to a few people. And, you know, they're like, well, how, how does it feel to have 23? You know, you're so close to Joe, he's 26. And, you know, I've led, I've led probably half a dozen races that have got away from me. And maybe I should have, I should have 30 wins, but... Maybe Joey would have 35 wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's had his problems along the way. But, uh, you know, it, if somebody would have said to you, you're going you're gonna to have six wins at the beginning when I was 25-year-old, you'd have took them, wouldn't you? you know what I'm mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think to compete in a TT is, is, is a big challenge and it's a big thing to get your international licence. It's a big thing to put it all together. So, uh, you know, that, and I didn't know where, where I was going to end up. You know, it was just a whirlwind. Nineteen. No plan. No plan. Oh, really? No, I didn't have. A, I didn't have a plan. I wanted to do the TT, but I wanted everything to be right. Really, you know, I wanted to be on a decent bike and some good people around me. You know, and when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, you're not. You're not grown up yet. <laughs> you know, you know, you think you are, but <laughs> you know, you should be twenty-one before you're allowed to go down Braille. But again, that's a, that's another debate. So I'll, I'll keep <laughs> your mouth shut on that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd grown up. I'd had a few bumps and scrapes on the way before I went to the TT. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, I hear people say they can do it, and I could do that. And you know, and stood in the pub with a beer in their hand. You know, mm. yeah. Well, you know, anybody who actually goes down Braille at any speed they go down, whatever place they finish, they've uh, they've got on the grid and, and and done done a great job. But you know. If I, could, if I look back at him and I think, how did I win that? How did I win that? Well, that one and a 400 win and a single and a you know, 250 and a 600 and a production win. You're just like, there's so, so many. Mm. And, you know, good bites, good people, you know, passion for the job. You know, I, I you know, everything around my world was always, I, I always had the TT in the back of my head mm. all the time. Even when I was going around tracks on short circuits, I was thinking, hmm, I wonder how this is going to, wonder how this is going to be mm. through through Glen Tramman or over the bumps and things like that. So, yeah, so not, no regrets. And uh, I'm just gutted I'm old. We're all getting old, <laughs> so, aren't we? I'm uh, gutted I'm 49 now. You know, Hang on a minute. What age was William Joseph Dunlop when he won his last TT? 48, one three. Yeah. Yeah, 48, yeah. I'm like, it's weird, isn't it? You know, how me and Rutter were there looking up at him. It was mad. It was mad, you know, but... And I'm that age now, and I feel I feel a little bit not behind the ball, just a little bit. Just got to sharpen my pencil up in a few areas, you know. Try and get back. My racing was always on like a, a crest, you know. I felt like I was always just in front of the eight ball a little bit, you know, and just riding my bikes and being around good people, a bit of motocross, bit of just happy balance, you know. And the minute I'm just a little bit out of that, you know, we all are really. What's been going on? the pandemic but uh, another 12 months we'll all be absolutely you know desperate to get on that ferry and uh, cut, cut your grass before you leave obviously yeah 
you've got a bit more grass yeah. to cut now, haven't you? So, twenty <laughs> seven <laughs> acres to do, so I've got a tractor now. But, yeah, I have to have everything. It's weird, that, isn't it? That's another mm. weird stuff. It's some superstition, have... isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, everything's got to be uh, parked straight, and the house has got to be clean, and it's just I can't pull off the drive without knowing everything's just squared up. You know, it's weird, but. It's just what we do. I have my voodoo doll on my helmet. I wear my daddy socks, you know, just mm. put any down my helmet, you know. So, but any, anything that can help you at the TT, mm. you know, if a, if a golf popped down and said, you better wear these pink knickers and you'd be safe, you'd wear them, <laughs> you? Yeah, yeah, you would. I went past your sign today uh, when, I, when I went uh, to take a little run down the north, all the way to Ramsey it was from, from Port Samaria where I live. And I thought to myself, do you know what? That must be, every time you drive past that and every time in the future when we're both no longer here, your kids, your grandkids will drive past that. That's going to be there for all time. That's Look at that smile again. That, that's good, that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly my thoughts was that. When I when the first got, uh, you know, kindly asked me which corner would you like, and I was blown away by it, obviously humbled by it all. And then I thought to myself, wow, you know, when I, it's in the it's history forever. You can't take that away, you know. Whatever happens, it's not going to be, uh, it's always going to be McGuinness's. And I see it's bent as well. Somebody's give it a clout, yeah. don't they? It needs a clean as well. We'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. Was, we? I just, uh, <laughs> this Two, give me a second. These are, uh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I've been doing them on the internet so I can pay for me, me groceries. I still <laughs> keep me alive at the minute because my, oh, right. my okay. pages. So, yeah, it's a replica of my sign. That's Get lovely. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I remember going across me, me and Molly to, and, and we picked our, our corners and I remember it being about, it must have been about six feet deep in snow at the side mm. of the road that year, whenever it was, but, yeah. Yeah, pretty special. Pretty special. Yeah. Well, mega special. Away from the TT, what are you going to do for the rest of this year to set up for next year? What's what, what any play, well, obviously the car thing that you're doing with with the young fella. You're going to be the bit of enduro race. What, what what can you tell us you're going to be up to? Well, the cars are, are good, but they're not two wheels. Mm. It's not it's not my passion. It still just doesn't quite give me the buzz of, of the bikes. But you know, I've got my uh, my Ducati Cup mm. series going again. Uh, with Andre, a, mate, a, team, a good friend of mine who owns the bikes, and we run the bikes from home. Uh, we're getting really professional now, honestly. We've got uh, <laughs> I, I, I bought an Arctic Scania over the winter, and I've been tinkering with that in lockdown. So we've got the big V8 Scania, and uh, I borrowed a trailer off um, Robin Croft, who was SMT that some of the boys rode for the TT. So yeah, we're all Arctic up and. You know, we're, we're looking pretty good for it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then Goodwood Revival, Goodwood Festival of Speed, uh, Macau is on the cards. Mm. Uh, you know, hopefully there's some testing on the Kawasaki with, with Bournemouth. Um, and then just, yeah, just keep keep busy and hopefully we can do some little bit of ambassador things with Monster and some of my sponsors and doing a little bit of work with Bennett's Insurance, who's a, one of the partners of the TT. So that I've been a... I must be one of the longest Bennett's ambassadors and one of the longest Monster ambassadors. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get invited to a few gigs and, and just keep keep the brain stimulated. And Because uh, I like to be structured, you know. I hate this, this out of the, you know, nothing going on for me. I like mm. to be, when I rode for the, for the big H, it was always, I had a, so many days here, so many, you know, and it was testing, it was, it was a Spain, it was this, it was that. I was always 
pretty in a, in a system that mm. was really really good and now I'm out of it I'm a bit lost really but uh, yeah I mean let's just uh, look forward to getting leg over leg over mm. bike you're going to do it at Scarborough this year have a run round little parade lap maybe or something I'd love to I, you know I, I absolutely adore the place we always have a good time I know we don't take it too seriously on Scarborough it's like as a you know it's like walking it's like going like, you know, you can go and get a stick of rock and a, or some donuts on the Brahma fish and chips. So I just like the atmosphere, I like the people. And I raced there last time in 2016. I had a, had a real big old fright there, you know, long story, but transponder wedged itself between the steering down the back straight. And I ended up up the grass and back off the grass, nearly went through the window of that cafe. And I was like, do you know what? I've done 20 years of racing, dodged a few bullets, and I wouldn't race there again, but uh, I would always go and support it, you know, and always go and support the event. And, you know, last year we went did some, first time I rode the Kawasaki was there in front of some crowd and, uh, you know, check some hands, tell some stories, you know, always support support Scarborough. But uh, might go for Tamoy as well. Might go and have a look at mm. I've not been to many small, I've only been to one. I've only went, all the years of race, I've only been to one to even spectate. And, oh, sorry, two. No, one, Tandragee. Yeah, Tandragee. Yeah, Tandragee yeah. Oh, yeah, I went to Tandragee to watch. And then uh, on the way to the northwest, I did some like traveling marshals, me and Rutter and Plater. <laughs> uh, so I'd like to go and, go and watch that Armoy again and uh, just go and have a trip out. I think everybody's just desperate to mm. get moving and, you know, and, uh, and see some bikes go around. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, John, we can't wait to have you guys, all you racer guys, back here on the island and get the fans back here. Obviously, we're not in lockdown. We haven't been for about another uh, 50 days or so or something like that. No, fingers crossed. Let's keep <laughs> it all going. And uh, stay safe, you lot over there. And good luck with the young fellas racing and yourself. And uh, we'll see you uh, sunny side up, hopefully, this time next year. And all the best to you and your family, John. Thanks for speaking to us here right. on Manx Radio, buddy. And all the best. Take care. Cheers, guys.